This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and along with Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley, we're going to look back to the 1-0 Carabao Cup defeat against Watford and ahead to our trip to the London Stadium where Palace face in-form West Ham. And if the producers have done their job, you should be hearing in the background right now the latest track, the first track, the Out Now single from Occupants, which is played bass player... Billiam, who used to be producer on this podcast. Now, Sam Heskiff, welcome. You, you're you a fan like me of this song. I am. Uh, I I also like it despite it having Billiam in it. So before he gets <laughs> the big head. Well, any, any song that's called Disappointment Enthusiast is probably going to be um, right up your alley anyway. Yeah, I, I actually never thought of that. But now you mention it, I feel like I need to be getting royalties because it's definitely about me. Um, now, Albert, do you remember Billiam? He's the person that bought us things like this. Get ten times longer cooling with Colgate Plaques mouthwash. Now, buy one, get one free at Boots. Uh, so, voiceover artist, bass player and producer, is there anything he can't do? I thought the bass was quite good in that Colgate jingle. <laughs> <laughs> um, remains to be seen whether he performed that. Um, probably not. But the, the main question is, if he's good at everything... Can he score goals, Albert? Uh, I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> uh, right, this week I'm going to get into beer check straight off the bat. Um, now, I technically, a listener, and shout out to Carsten, thank you very much, sent us three beers in the post. Sorry, us? But they're, but they're all at my house. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like nice, as you can see here, it's a nice German Weiss beer. Andex. So you, you can have mine. It's been <laughs> it's been very very. He's pointed out that I have to pour it um, properly. So glass at a forty five degree angle, pouring it down the side here. It's got to have big head because it's it's German. So, do you want to flake with that? Yeah. And then um, yeah, you got to big give a big swish around to the yeast in the bottom to make sure you get all the yeast in there. Um, did you yeah, swish around your Albert? Did you swish around your Budweiser to make sure the yeast? I always moving? swish around my Budweiser. When Glad you're a connoisseur, when, listen. I, I'm surprised Terence hasn't mentioned it before. When you're a connoisseur like me, you, this is a given. <laughs> I could just picture you pouring a Budweiser into like one of those big old brandy glasses and having a sniff before you drink it. Absolutely, and you have to do a little as well, just a little tap on top, just to you know really show you know what you're doing. Oh, that is a can of Budweiser as well. Yeah. Ah, you're an expert. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, with your camera quality, mate, I'm just, it's a bit hard sometimes. Um, Heskiff, you drinking anything? A uh, pint of water. You, you know look, me. Sh- you, your face looks in shock there that someone had the audacity to talk to you, despite the fact we're recording a podcast. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a very long day. Right. Anyone going to be taking up the milk crate challenge? Um, I <laughs> saw this yesterday, I think, for the first time. I'm not really down with it 
I don't go on Twitter as much. I definitely don't have TikTok. I don't know if it's a TikTok thing. Uh, but I saw a couple of people doing it. For people who don't know, you basically just walk up stacked milk crates, right? Yes. That's I think that's what it is. Effectively, and, and then injure yourself severely. Yeah. So you, you walk up sort of 75% of this milk crate sort of step thing, and then you just eat shit. And it's quite funny, providing it's not you doing it. So where'd you I, get the milk? Where'd you get the milk crates from? Even if I wanted to do this, how would I go about it? I'm assuming it's an American thing. Mm. Why? Because well, that's where it started. Do you still get milk crates over here? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm living yeah, a high I'm... life now. I get my milk from a supermarket, so I'm, I'm out the loop. I've gone dairy free. Expand. That's you know, why just... you had to go dairy free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couldn't find any milk crates. <laughs> uh, because of Brexit, there's no more milk. Is that it? No, just uh, it's not good for the asthma. I haven't gone dairy free, but I have, I'm, I'm trying not to drink cow's milk. So let me just make that distinction. I'm I'm trying to cut down on cow's milk, but I still love a bit of cheese. The, the, the way you put the emphasis on milk... <laughs> Was yeah. weird because you said I'm not drinking cow's milk. Yeah, my my missus does that with bulgur wheat. She says bulgur wheat. She puts the emphasis on the wheat, and I'm like, well, as opposed to bulgur what? Like, surely you should be yeah. putting the emphasis on the bulgur because there's other types of wheat. This has gone well. Uh, yeah, this is very. very oh, yeah, it's all yeah. oat milk. It's all oat milk and bulgur. I mean, people didn't like it when we talked about shaving our balls. How how the uh, <laughs> how the bulgur wheat and oat milk chat is going to go down. God only knows. I think now might be a good time to announce that our sponsor is Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's also just a massive diversion tactic because nobody wants to talk about the Watford game. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get any further, I'm going to say his beer is fucking lovely. So, again, shout out to Carson. Thank you very much, good sir. Um, I will make sure that Albert and Heskiff's beer goes to a good home in, in my stomach. <laughs> Um, I was going to say you were but, in my neck of the woods last night. You could have, you could have brought. Well, mine. yeah, it, it's well, not really, because I would have saw you before, the, seen you before the game, and wouldn't have been able to get it into the game. I'd have just bloody downed it outside, mate. Stacked it outside, <laughs> stashed it outside somewhere. It, it would have been the only beer in within the vicinity of Vicarage Road away end. You know, it's it. I'd like to say it's the worst away day, but it's really not. It's like, that does put a downer on it a bit. But other, other than that, I don't mind Watford. It's kind of a hit and miss. Like, no beer shit. The walk from the station is very shit, um, particularly back as well after a one defeat. defeat. Mm. Um, but the pubs are decent around there, and we always seem to sing sing quite loudly when we go there. So, I don't know. Pros, pros and cons to it, pros and cons. Um but back to the milk crate challenge. Um, good form of punishment if we don't score goals, Heskiff. Next game, get up, the, get up those fucking milk crates, Wilf. Well, I was going to say, our injury table is, or injury room, not injury table, injury room's full enough as it is. I think if we make them walk up milk crates and not score them, we'll be able to be fielding our under nines. Do you reckon that's what Scott Guyett was doing as, um, you know, it was at <laughs> It's good for your balance. It's good for your balance. If you can stay up there, you stay up anywhere. Really, really strength, really strengthen the muscles around those ligaments, <laughs> around your cheeks when the face smashes into the ground. Yeah, yeah. Not well, allowed to mention Scott Guy because it turns out for some reason he's blocked back of the nest podcast Twitter page. Why? How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. It just it, got put in the chat. Got put in the chat like a few days ago. Hmm. I think it's like anything, we probably just blame DR, don't we? I don't know. Or it's comments like Terence has just made about him doing right. crazy things, like making people up, walk up milk Hang crates. on. Hang on a second. I, I, I never said anything about him somehow blagging his way to head of sports science at Palace. I've never said anything about that. Um, and I don't have the password. To, <laughs> I don't have the password to back of the desk Twitter either. So it's nothing I could have said on there, that's for sure. The perfect but, crime, but good luck. Back, <laughs> good luck back in Australia, um, Scott. Um, give Ian both of my best. Oh. Dear. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
Let me crowbar in from milk crates to milkshakes, please. I really want to do that because McDonald's are out of milkshakes. Um, Albert, Hello. they're not just out of milkshakes. What else are they out of? I can't, like, I can't believe this. Well, uh, I worked very late the other night because that's just the kind of guy I am. And I went for my maybe maybe once every blue moon trip to McDonald's because it was convenient mm. and KFC mm. was shut. <laughs> and uh, pulled up to the drive-thru. Uh, hello, uh, take your order. Yeah, uh, chicken burger and a bottle of water, please. No, sorry, we haven't got any chicken or water. <laughs> Which was quite problematic because that's what I wanted. Uh, no chicken, no water. So I just drove all the way through the the drive-thru, past the first window, past the second window, flipped the bird, Um and straight out the Brexit exit uh, back I home. Thought there, I thought there weren't any birds, and that was the problem. <laughs> hey, you're so hey. But yeah, so uh, that, that, that'll, that'll learn me. But well, the one I thought I built shakes for from McDonald's was because there's a brilliant BBC news piece on it where they've sent a guy to somewhere. Was it, would you say, was it Scotland? I think it was Scotland. It was Scotland. Stand- um, yeah. yeah, and this guy's asking people what they think about the milkshake shortage. And I just, all the way through watching it, I just couldn't help but think that every time they said McDonald's, I was hearing Crystal Palace. And every time they were saying milkshake shortage, I was thinking goal shortage. <laughs> and if you just listen to the whole clip all the way through, it's just people talking about being distraught about not scoring goals, but actually being milkshakes. Great. Just to sort it out for yourself. <laughs> Um, Kevin Phillips tonight however looks like he might have a sort of top flick of a milkshake on his head I don't know if you've seen this Um, he's he's in the studio for Arsenal West Brom tonight which is on at the time of recording did somebody mistake him for Nigel Farage and lob a milkshake (laughs) at him (laughs) Uh, no well um, you could do that as Celeste I guess but yeah um, Sam is on the picture Uh, is that Kevin now, Phillips? It is, yeah. He's, getting, so, he's like fucking Benjamin Button. He gets getting younger. But he's actually he was trending on Twitter, um, and it was a combination of he has an ice. He looks like an ice gem. So he has a <laughs> wig. He has a wig glued to his head. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, did he? It was he. He was bald. Was when he was with us, wasn't he? But it was shaved. Maybe it was the whole. Um, I don't think he's ever Turkey actually been bald. No, I'm, I yeah. don't know. I don't think he's ever been bald. So you think so, that's 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 legit hair? I he's think just... that's legit. He's just he's just. I think he might be hitting what you know. He is. He was at the time he left us. He was considerably older than any other footballer. I think he well, might just be hitting midlife crisis. Well, he must trying be forty-eight. Yeah, he he's just trying some, now, trying some natty hairstyles as he moves into. You know, prop, proper middle age. Yeah, before he just grows out full sideburns and wears like a hunter jacket or something. He can do whatever he wants. He's Kevin Phillips. <laughs> it's true. It's actually his name was getting sung a bit at a Watford game um, last night. Uh, just a point of Sutton tickets going on sale next week. You're umming and ahhing about going, aren't you, Hesketh? Um I think as we talk, my tickets have been bought. Mm. So I will be there in the standing have you, bit. Have you been to Sutton before? I have not. I have not. It's mm. uh, a new ground, which is quite rare these days because it's always the same team that come up. Uh, so I'm just going to the same grounds at a time. So much as this Papa John's trophies sort of a bit of a nonsense, uh, AFC Wimbledon and Sutton are new grounds. So I'm going. When's this game? Sutton's on Tuesday, I think. Oh, not this. Sutton one's next Tuesday. The uh, Wimbledon one is um, beginning, beginning of October. Of October I think. Papa John's trophy next Tuesday. Yeah. Does that mean if you win, you get two for one? It's Domino, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's every pizza chain now, isn't it? I don't even like... Is two for one at Domino's even like the best deal that Domino's do anymore? Like, I feel like you if you're play around with that menu it's you can better that i tell you what the worst deal they do is 20 pound for one fucking pizza (laughs) 
Yeah, but if you, they have a deal where if you spend over twenty pound on pizza, you get fifty percent off. So it should only be a tenner. You just got to select nobody, the thing. Nobody should be spending over twenty quid on pizza. Well, you won't. You only spend a tenner because you get fifty percent off if you spend over twenty quid. Nah, it's ridiculous. About two pound. About two pound to make those pizzas. They did I'm bring doing... back double. They did bring back double decadence base though. Oh, you, you absolute scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is so heathen i mean domino's itself is i, I don't really class it as pizza it's kind who of who is like it that a, does the who is it that does the little sausage in the crust careful um, <laughs> <laughs> uh was it pizza it was, who did that it's not it's not jeff my old scout leader i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think it was Pizza Hut who first start with, started with all the stuffed crust, weren't it? Mm. But we, no, really don't, we really don't want to talk about this Watford game, do we? <laughs> I'd rather talk about my bona fide paedophile scout leader than last night's game. That's how wow. bad it was. Oh. Mm. He, listen, well, he was, he was, and he's dead. So what's he going to do about it? This is true. you. Well, can't be any worse. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you what's potentially worse than going to watch the, the game against Watford yesterday. And that's having to listen to the game against Watford on BBC London radio, uh, which, is what, which is what us poor souls who didn't get to the game had to do. And it was does, rough. Does James Scowcroft still do commentary for BBC it was, London for Palace games? Uh, no, it was some bloke Fuck whose name I don't know, and Paul Parker, and the, Nick Goodwin. It, it would have been Nick Goodwin. Wouldn't maybe it? Nick Goodwin. So I like Nick Goodwin. Let me. Why? Well, I don't know if it was Nick Goodwin, but let me give you my list of complaints. I mean, it was because I saw his tweets that he was there. Okay, so well, it must Nick, have been him. Nick, Nick Goodwin. Can I just can I just say? Can I just say? Hesky said, "Let me give you my list of complaints." <laughs> have you? Is, is this? Is it? Have you typed this up in a draft of points of view? Yeah, that's you, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking it's like that TV show that's on for five minutes yeah. on like Dear BBC at Why oh why? Dear Auntie Beeb, number one. Terry Wogan's dead, is... by the way. He won't read it. Shit, it's Anne Robinson now, isn't it? <laughs> no! Anne Robinson Mate. wants to hear my complaints. <laughs> Edith, stop He's trying to censor me. This is, we're going to do it. Number one, his name is not Mark Gurhey. Stop calling him Gurhi. That's annoying. Number was, two. I, I think he was probably scared about being accused of being homophobic by saying gay. Quite possibly. But it's better than Gurhi. <laughs> well, uh, it's the, the correct pronunciation. And, and, yeah, and, and also <laughs> his name, which is important. Um, about five minutes in, they had what sounded like it was almost a proper row about whether Jeffrey Schlupp was born in Germany. Uh because Paul Parker said he was, and he and he was, and I guess Nick Goodwin, whoever the other one was, like, is Germany in Ghana? Is Germany in Ghana? Is Ge-? And he kept saying it over and over again for like twenty seconds, uh, and then they just forgot it. Uh, we had a five-minute conversation about Love Island, um, and then the best bit was when is that in Terry- Ghana. Uh, well, his complaint there was my producer telling me that Love is the winner. And really, I think his producers should have been telling him, talk about the fucking football, mate. Um, but the best bit was when... <laughs> Say what you really mean. Oh, <laughs> this is the last one. Uh, you text me, Terence, saying, Anderson just played an absolutely unbelievable pass, blah, blah, blah. At that point, Paul Parker and this other bloke, Nick Goodwin, were talking <laughs> about mosquitoes for five minutes. So I had no idea about any pass or miscontrol or shot or anything other than mosquitoes. Well, no, uh, it's it's in malaria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say they're, they're pretty on trend with Palace at the moment for fucking sucking the life out of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're my list of complaints. Kind regards. Get it into points of view. Go on. I will. I'm going to type it up verbatim from what I just said and send it in. And if you're if you're a Love Island fan, it would be a miss. You, you missed the perfect joke there by saying that I text you. You should have said I've got a text, but you missed that opportunity. Alas. And I, I know Mrs. Heskett must be watching 
Um, uh, yes, she def she definitely is. I've, uh, whether she actually is or it's just an excuse to get away from me at nine o'clock every evening, <laughs> I don't know. But sits that sits there with it on the TV, but actually set headphones on, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. listening to some sort of calming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, some meditation. <laughs> uh, right. So, I mean, Albert, you were at the game. Uh, I was at the game. Yep. I was trying to sort you out tickets in the week leading up to the game after you'd given me an earful for perhaps suggesting I might not go. Yep. And then, and then um, you've you fucked me around like girls used to do when I was on dating apps. <laughs> I mean, not knowing what happened there, um, I, um, this is an educated guess, but um, something tells me it wasn't quite like that. Uh, <laughs> number one, it was a very busy day yesterday. Number two, when you're dealing with like trying to get a seven-year-old to get ready, leave the house to go and watch football, that that can add like forty-five minutes to anything. Um, and then by the time we got there, it was like time to go and sit in the sta- in the in the seats and watch the uh, you know the game was almost kicking off. So I, you know I had no I had no pub time. I'm afraid as much as I wanted wanted to. Um, um, when you collected your tickets, was the old boy? whose tickets weren't there to collect still like just kicking off on the side. No, I didn't notice any disgruntled um ticket collection man, but uh I was I, it was quite quite bemusing to cuz <laughs> I, I I I parked the other side of the ground probably where everyone comes up from the station, so I'm probably walking in, in with most of the fans. And I was <clears> like, "Where's the where's the away ticket collection to a steward?" They're like, "See that see that MOT center?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're like it's in there, and I was like, I wasn't wearing any colours or anything. I thought this, this can't this, this can't be a wind up. This isn't like a pincer movement. I'm going to walk in there and get fucking duffed up by a load of Watford fans. <laughs> and it's and she she says something like, "That's where your club has decided to set up their ticket collection table." <laughs> and sure enough, you walked into the MOT MOT centre, um, and yeah, there was a little trestle table with a load of tickets on it. I was a bit livid actually because I I took my car for an MOT today, so to to think that I could have got you know I could have hit two birds with one stone yesterday. So if I'd have known that, I could have um, saved myself a few hours today. But um, yeah, it was a good system. Yeah, well, uh, it wasn't for everyone. There was there was a handful of people whose tickets just weren't there um, and didn't get confirmation emails sent either, but could articulate very clearly that they'd paid the money by showing. <laughs> bank statements which shows the money coming out so um the problems continue but it doesn't look like it's just palace i think it's um across the board at the moment a lot of clubs are struggling with are we moving to e-tickets are we not where are we all that kind of business but there you go uh i mean we're not going to talk about the game in any sort of depth uh heskiff give me a, a short short synopsis what happened uh it sounded like we were all right. We were much better than Watford, but we just couldn't score. Uh, good, good enough for me, Albert. Any anything to add? Uh, not really. I'd like to. I'd like to add another another edge to that, but it's kind of bang on. Like you know, first half, my my, my son and his mate who came with us, you know, they were pretty bored because it, all the action was down the other end. Uh, obviously, which which was the way that Palace were shooting, which sort of, sort of tells you everything in a very simplistic way of how the first half went. You know, it was all down that end, apart from the odd non-real threatening break. Uh, second half was a bit more open. You know, it was a bit more end end to end again, without any major sort of chances for either side, and it was won by a shitty goal with five minutes to go um, against the run of play. Would be, would have been my. Uh, Summary, it's just, you know, I don't think it was an awful performance. It's just, it's still early days. I was joking around that everything's changed on the pitch. I think we made 550 passes, which means if we continue at that rate this season, we'll probably record triple the amount of passes we did last season (laughs) once we get to the end of it. But I joke that all for the same outcome, which is zero goals, goals, which is a a big part of the problem under Roy. But on the pitch, you did you get the impression that you could see, you could really see it sort of starting to take hold, the players understanding it a bit more? And it was just perhaps a little bit of poor execution in key key parts that led to its downfall? 
Yeah, I, th- I think you can see you can see what they're trying to do, and it works. And I mean, I'll, I'll I'll get in there first. The amount of the amount of passes that like Anderson was playing in general, and then the amount of quality passes that Anderson was playing was was really impressive to see. Um, and you and you can see what they're doing, but it's very. You know, I was I was sort of right at the end towards the side of the stand, so I was almost down the, the left hand touch line as we we're looking down the pitch. You know, like Wilf Wilf and Joel Ward were both extremely like tight to the touch line and they're you know, they're looking they're looking for those players to to try and, you know, obviously use Wilf, who's our still our plan A for everything, um, and try and exploit, you know, the space that way. But I think what where it kind of left us short is that when you've got two players, you know, ultimately a wing back and it, yes, it was Joel Ward. who's not a fantastic wing back. Yeah. You know, you've got two players out there extremely wide and it kind of left us short, you know, in terms of if they did beat their, the Watford full back and try and get the ball into the box that, you know, we're just light on numbers, you know, in people getting into the box. Um, mm. So all the, all the build up plays great, you know, and, and it works and they look comfortable. The center halves are fantastic in my opinion. But yeah, it's kind of, you know, Wilf so, so out wide or was last night, you know, he's, he's so, so wide that when he gets the ball, he's, he's got a lot of work to do before he gets anywhere near the box to either, to either take another man on and get into the box or to put a quality ball in for, for bodies, bodies trying to get on the end of it. And, th- and then there just, just wasn't either of those things didn't really happen. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. I yeah, I think there's there's a big plan to try and hit quick switches and get two on one against fullbacks so you can create an overlap and get the get the midfielders running in and perhaps the other guy in from the flank as well but they are both very much hugging the sidelines in that sense in terms of Ayu and Zaha last night very like couldn't be further away in terms of the width of the field. Mm. Um but I think it's still I'm I'm not I'm not worried. I think it's they've got to, still got to learn this style there's a lot um, a lot of information going in. I think Vieira's talked about having extra training sessions, kept them in the changing room for an hour longer than they normally do last night. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, I'm not worried. I think we've still got two of our, uh, well, we, in Eze, we know we've got one of our very best players to come back. Yeah, at crying least say, out for Eze. Yeah, at least say, same thing again. I mean, Ayu now with one that takes him up to one goal in forty five matches now for George Nayu. So, it, it, yeah, exactly that sort of facial point there, Albert is. Um, it's crazy to think, really, but his, his goal last season. One goal in forty five, really. Yeah, Leeds. I, I would never have said that. Leeds last season in the five one is that one goal, and the goal before that was Bournemouth away projects restart. Oh, I remember those glory days when we looked like <laughs> well beaters in that first game. Wasn't that? That was four wins in a row, wasn't it? We were at that point. We were like, "Four, we could go up towards Europe here." And then we knew seven seven losses, one draw in the remaining eight games. Seven games, eight games, whatever it was. But yeah, um, yeah. So if, and. I, I can't say I've seen Elise play. I think I watched him for like 45 minutes in one game once and I've seen highlights packages on YouTube, but it's hard to judge on YouTube sometimes, but he looks the business to be fair. So if he can come in and have a similar sort of impact to Eze, then you know, there's a lot to come. And there's still five days of this transfer window to go, which we'll get into in a little bit to see who we think we might sign. Um, 
shouldn't not talk about Mateta's miss. Um, now, I know, Heskiv, I know you would have seen a video clip of this has been doing the rounds. When you're as tall as he is and as physically imposing as he is, and it stood up like that, a one, one yard out from goal, and the defender can't even jump in front of him, you surely you shouldn't be missing from there. No, you shouldn't. And it, listening to the commentary, they were sort of saying like, the defender did all right to get in the way or whatever. So it's it's hard to sort of picture it. But when you see the video, it's like, you can't not score that, you know. Um, and I really, really want Mateo to be good. And I, I still don't think he's just, he's like the worst player I've ever seen, which is what I'm seeing quite a lot of people say. But there's not really much excuse for being, yeah, a yard out, two yards out, being six foot three or whatever he is and not, <laughs> not heading the ball in. Uh, it was, yeah, that pretty rough to watch. Yeah. So we're now, by the time an FA Cup comes around, uh, it will be almost three years since we last scored a cup goal, which was obviously Batshuayi against um, Watford in the Watford. FA Cup quarterfinal yeah, a few seasons back. Um, did you see the stat, Albert, that Man City have scored 108 goals in cup competition since we last scored one? <laughs> Yeah. Is that including Champions League, though? That does include Champions League. Wow. Yeah. There you go. We didn't, we didn't <laughs> I, plan I, I mean, that. We didn't plan that, take, did we? Take out we Champions League. It's, it's probably still about 82 or something. Well, you're splitting <laughs> hairs now. Come on. Come on. Let's compare apples to apples, yeah? Mm, yeah. Well, I, don't, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it out. There's still a lot of... Wilfred Zaha slander going around. Um, I thought he was much better last night. Um, he got so much of the ball and attempted so many dribbles. It was only um, he was obviously going to get tackled at points. And uh, Watford released the whole video sort of um, montage of Zaha getting tackled throughout the night, but um, seeming to miss out all the times that he absolutely rinsed their fullbacks and run away from them. Or the probably eight or nine times he was fouled in the game was also seemingly missed off of there. TikTok post, I think it was. So um, they're absolutely obsessed, aren't they? They are absolutely obsessed. But um, that's what I want to touch on now. I, I put a poll out on Twitter before we started recording tonight to um, talk about this e rivalries. Now, it kind of we f- for people who may not know what that is. I'm talking about where a sort of rivalry has been generated between us and Watford on social media by certain prominent social media accounts um good or bad was what i asked good or bad or don't care i'm surprised 74 percent just don't give a shit which wasn't quite what i was expecting from from the poll as an answer to be honest uh 20 think it's bad six percent is good but the reason why i asked the question is because is this the future is this how rivalries are created as more and more goes online, is, is is this part of it or is there still a massive distance between people who are on social media versus people who actually go to game test Uh Yeah, I mean, I think that's obviously a lot more pre- prevalent than it used to be. Um, I must admit that I tend not to go on Twitter really after a Palace game, especially when we lose because you just see some absolute bullshit put on there well when we um, lose so, we get relegated when we win we're going europe yeah and, and, and twitter you know, only deals in absolutes absolutely yeah exactly absolute cunt uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm sorry I'm, I'm really sorry i'll, I'll try and bring it in um so yeah i mean it doesn't surprise me that you know it only takes one or two comments from from fans of one team or another to make it all sort of spiral into something a lot bigger so I wouldn't be surprised if there's more of that. You know, periodically I have a look at a tweet that the official Palace account put out and, you know, you get some new sports like Tottenham saying, small club. And it's like, just fucking, like, I know I'm a nerd. Like, I've spent all evening bagging my comics, right? So I'm definitely a nerd, but fucking... <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Line. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, no wonder Vanessa wants to get away from him if he keeps bagging his comics around her. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this conversation. It's not worth my life. Um, yeah, so 
someone did ask why didn't I add a fourth option of cringe to the rivalry. So I think it's definitely still um, a long way to go. But yeah, I, th- I think it's what the kids are into these days, right? Football Twitter is a thing and that's what exists. And TikTok's a thing. Apparently, I just, I can't get on board of it. It's mental. I've tried. I have younger siblings. I've really tried to get on board of it, but... No, not for me. I'm getting old, and I don't. I don't want to be old. If e rivalries are the future, then I don't want to be old and be like, oh, back in my day, we used to get into rivalries by having a dust up outside the pub at away games. So. <laughs> but um, yeah. So good luck to you if that's what you're into, but not 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 for me. I don't think. Um, West Ham. That's who we've got next. Ideal game, really. What just what you want a team in form who um, seems to just be slaying all comers. Um, Heskiff, we are going to the game. Yes, we are. Do you go with any sort of hope? <laughs> I think you know the answer. No, I don't. Uh, we we were talking beforehand that you know even just a goal would be would be fun if we're four 0 down and we score. The consolation in in injury time, I probably still celebrate that quite hard, to be honest. So I go with no um, expectation of anything good, but my hope is that regardless of how many we let in, we score one. Like the closest station to the away game is um, Pudding Mill Lane, and I don't think we'd score against them at the moment. So um, no, very true. <laughs> West Ham looking good. I mean, Albert is fair to say that. Looks like Moisey might have got over his May United stint and um, has rediscovered his mojo. He did tell us he was a winner. <laughs> he also threatened to slap around a female journalist, so you can't really take too much of what he says seriously. Um, but yeah, <laughs> listen, they're a good side. You know, Mikel Antonio is just like every week he's like the renaissance man you know like you think back to when he like absolutely gifted us that goal how long ago was that at Sellers when he just played that awful mm-hmm. pass and we and we went up and zaha put one past joe hart um you know since then he just seems to have gone from strength to strength and i really like him as a player um and you know despite all the all the money that you know west ham blow on haller and people like that it always seems to be Mikel antonio that's like dragging them up the league so it's not going to be an easy game it's not a game that I can say I'm looking forward to quite like that that bloke who had his birthday ruined when um, <laughs> Jordan and I scored that guy I might, I might just have to ref- refresh refresh my memory with watching that on Saturday evening but yeah listen they're, 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 they're doing way better than anybody thought probably better than West Ham fans thought actually that's not true because they won the World Cup once uh, <laughs> is this me stoking an e-rivalry? Sorry, am I, am I, have I turned us into massive, hypocr- massive hypocrites? Pod, pod rivalry? I don't know. Who pod knows? Pod rivalry. Um, bag my comics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's going to be, you know, it's, it's a game against West Ham. Jordan Ayew, worldy incoming. That's all I know. But it might be in, at the end of the uh, 4-1 that Heskiff was talking about. <laughs> yeah um well yeah with any any goal right we just would like to score a goal um in my brain as well i was thinking that ben teke has a decent record against them but then i looked it up and he just doesn't <laughs> he's got like three goals in 15 matches against them so and a great. red card and a red card uh, a very harsh red card. yeah yeah that was dog shit it was um and then a sort of one in 44 striker scored a bicycle kick out of fucking nowhere, which was pretty much typical of everything that season. But I mean, I think we were one, the only team for a while after that, that took a point from um, the London Saints. to be fair. They went on the crazy run after that, that they did last season, but sort of sums up in terms of fantasy football. Um, I've got every West Ham, I've got, Jared Bowen, which is the only West Ham player that hasn't done fuck all. <laughs> but you'll all be pleased to know, I think a lot of Palace fans talking about this, um, I've gone heavy on West Ham players this week in my fantasy team to try and jinx them because everyone I put in my fantasy team flops all the time. So Ben Rama's in, Antonio's in. Um, so you can, thank, you can thank me on the pod next week. Um, or is it international break next week? Really should have looked that up. We're not. We're not quite at that point yet, are we? 
Let's not let's not pretend we ever look at the fixtures. Oh uh, yeah, we are. It's international break, so we are. But we'll get into that later when we when we we need to realise we haven't researched that later. Not right now. <laughs> I'll be, um, I'll be <coughs> hanging out hanging out the washing during international break. <laughs> um, Jairo Riedewald played pre-season predominantly, predominantly had a brilliant game against Watford um, in the uh, pre-season friendly where we beat them 3-1 uh, had a poor game against Chelsea admittedly in the in the opener um, but does he get back in for, for Kiati Albert particularly on the back of his Brentford performance and his performance last night Kiyate's uh, yeah. probably not the answer. <laughs> well, listen, I think only for the fact that Kiyate's played as many minutes as he has, uh, I would swap him out for Riedewald. Um And then if you're going to talk about based on performances, I would also swap him out. So it's a yes for me. Um, but it's not necessarily because I think Kiyate's, like awful or anything like that. Uh, but I think Riedewald offers us just, just a little bit more. I think that the, pro- the problem we've got at the moment is, you know, we... we all right, we're not ripping any trees up, but we look fairly solid at the back. Chelsea aside, Chelsea are a great team. It was a bad day at the office. I think, you know, the Brentford game, the game last night, those two centre-halves are, are decent and we, we don't look flimsy, you know, at the back at all. The the problem we've got, and it's, again, it's, it's different methodology, but same end result as, as uh, you know, the Hodgson era, uh, era it's chance creation. And it's and it's what happens in that final third. And is Gyro Riedeveld more capable of you know creating a chance for whoever's up front or out wide? You know the answer there is yes. So I think you have to I think you have to put him in, um, if only for that reason. Yeah, um, totally agree. I think Kiate just there was a few times last night he was picking the ball up off the centre backs or the goalkeeper and he he seems like he's scared to turn and face the play, um, even though everyone seems to be screaming at him that he's got yards of space behind him. Um, I think he's in that sort of role, playing in that role. He's his pass accuracy is usually between sort of seventy and seventy five percent. It cannot be there when you're playing that sort of role. Um, as much as uh, as much as, uh, maligned as Luca is. Um, he's got a much better passing rate than that. Luca can sit around the 85%, particularly when he's just being asked to play short passes and so on. So um, even Luca in that position there, but Gyro, as we've talked about in the past, you know, Gyro can get up into the nineties with his pass percentage accuracy. So it just makes more sense. But Heskif, do we lose a bit of physicality in there? Is that the problem? And is that maybe what Vieira is worrying about? Uh, Maybe, but I think if you're playing with Gallagher and Jimmy, whilst they're not obviously as big, a presence as check they they get stuck in they they get in the you know in the faces of the opposition so I wouldn't really worry about that as much um, and I and I like check but his I mean his performance against Brentford was poor um, and and I think whilst Gyro wasn't great against Chelsea it was Chelsea and, he, <laughs> and it was Chelsea you know he's he's opposite players like Jorginho it's not it's not very easy to be a dominant player. I think the only thing I'd say with him from that Chelsea performance is he needs to come closer to the, the defence to pick up the ball or the goalie when, when we're passing it around a bit. Um, but I, yeah, I think if we if we have a three of Jimmy, Gallagher and Gyro, it'd be good to see how, how that works because I think at the moment that's probably our strongest three. A friend of mine um, is a commentator for Sky Sports in Germany and he commentated on our game against Brentford on the weekend. And um, I had a call with him on the Friday before the game where he just said he just wanted to sort of know how the fans are feeling about Palace. I ended up speaking to him for an hour. And I said that, <laughs> pointed out to him, it was like Gyro's the one in pre-season who uh, Vieira seems to be putting it all on, going picking the ball up from the centre-backs and stuff like that. And he said, what, like, Jorginho? <laughs> I was like, well, not, not, not quite. Not <laughs> Not quite, and then he didn't even play anyway. So shows shows why I know. Um, wasted his time. Um, right, yeah. Look, I think we we know it's going to be a tough afternoon, but it's kind of in my particularly in the Premier League years these these games where you're going in against not the big big teams, 
and we expect that we're expecting to lose against the inform is kind of the games where we've caused the upsets in recent years um a few few times against leicester spring to mind a couple of times against west ham as well so prediction albert can we can we upset the odds on this occasion uh i'm gonna let the dice do it again this week but i'm gonna do it a different way uh two west ham are gonna score two Oh, it's going to be a two-all. Two-all. Okay. Two all. Go, Heskiff. Uh, well, I've been I've been fairly close at both my predictions so far. I said 3-1 against Chelsea, and I said 1-0 against Brentford. So, well, yeah, but, I mean, what did you say last week? Uh, I don't like you. I think you went 2-2, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're you're doing the like, just keep saying the same thing and hope for the best. That doesn't count. No, the um, dice has spoken. <laughs> I I'm using oh. boggle basically to pre- predict our, <laughs> or yards. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can beat boggle, but let's say three one to West Ham. Oh, I d- I just don't think we'll concede that many goals. I think with Gay and Anderson, I think we're looking all right. One nil West Ham. That's what I'll go for. <laughs> I don't think we'll concede that many. But we're going to lose. We're definitely not scoring. All right. Uh, so, I'd, conscious, I don't really want to run super long as we seem to have been doing this season. We're waffling on too much. Um, quickly touch on Balassi signed for Riser Spore. So, good luck to Yannick Balassi going out to Turkey. Sorloff has gone to Sociedad on loan. So, he's, his Leipzig experiment <laughs> lasted. Um, one season, um, just unbelievable, really, that we got money for him. Thinking about it, um, have we got a buyback clause? <laughs> no, I don't think he would ever want to see Sellers Park ever again. To be honest, unless he was playing for the opposition and scoring goals, um, and then transfer window is closing within the next five days or whatever. Uh, Albert, if you can, if we only can sign two. What positions do you go for? Heskiff, same to you. Striker and another wide player. And for you, Heskiff? Yeah, prob- prob- probably the same. Uh, I guess maybe another maybe another central midfielder. But mm-hmm. if we get in a wing if we get in a wing on a striker, I won't be upset. Yeah, I kinda of like a striker a striker and a full but a left back would probably be what I'd lean towards, but I, w- I would like a central midfielder as well. And I think Angisa from Fulham would be nice. I think he can do, but bo- I think he could do both. I think he's has he's played left back, left wing back before. I might be wrong there, but I seem I seem to remember him playing there, and he, he he really impressed me every time I watched Fulham last year. I thought he looks really good, really dynamic in fi- midfield, gets box to box, has physicality, seems to have all the things that Patrick Vieira want, and we've been linked with him. So hopefully that would come about and. Um, yeah, I think we need a different option up front. I really, you know, Mateta, I'm not with, I, I, you know, I don't want to see anyone foul or anything like that. But with each each start that goes by, uh, which passes him by, it just seems to be like it's not going to happen for him. So, and if and if it, even if it is, it's kind of like he's a very similar option to Benteke, even though he likes to think he's AJ getting in behind and running off the shoulder of defenders. He's really not that guy. So I think we just need a different option up there. So hopefully that will come in the next few days. And um, it's probably not. It's probably not going to be in time for West Ham, but you know, in time for the international break, get embedded in and hopefully Injured. turn things around. Well, I mean, look, uh, I would just say that. If you're already feeling a bit squeaky bum about Vieira, and like I know there's definitely already people talking about it's time for him to go already and things like that. <clears throat> I, I, well, I, I would say buckle in because our fixtures are fucking hard over the next few few weeks. Um, you know, Spurs are not shit as everyone thought they might be. Um, we've got to go to Liverpool, and let's face it, our oh. our, our hoodoo over Liverpool is gone. <laughs> Doesn't happen anymore. Um, end of September, obviously, we play Brighton and that'll be the game where we sort of hoped that we could get something out of that. But um, <coughs> really, really tough set of fixtures. So just stick with it. Hold your nerve, as I said on Twitter after the game last night. Hold your nerve. Um, 
good things are coming. I, I can I can say this even the team that it's starting to come together. The centre backs are really fucking good, and if they stay fit, I think we'll um, we'll always be in games because we're not going to. I don't think we're going to concede loads of goals as I've already said. So just be patient, Wusa. Just take some deep breaths. Let's get through. Let's get through to the end of September, beginning of October. Let's start to get Eze and Elise back, and then. Let's take stock of where we are at Christmas. Um, there's no point us all crying about Roy Hodgson for a couple of years in a row and then ended up, you know, trying to play, a, a bringing in a manager who wants to play progressive football, who brings in youngsters and all of that. There's no point <laughs> jumping after f- three games as it is now. Uh, this is the fourth time after two league games we've not scored. Um, and lost both games, or we haven't even lost both games. We've got a draw here. There's four times we've had no points after two games since we've come to the Premier League. Four times we haven't scored a goal after two games to come out to the Premier League. Fuck it, we had one game where one season we didn't score in seven and a half games. So there's been, you know, you can be bottom around Christmas time and still stay up now. The Premier League's not what it used to be in that sort of sense. So relax, chill out. And everything's going to be all right, Heskiff. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we won't be back next week because as we've established, it's international break, but we will be back the week after um, usual times when we will be playing against, it was Tottenham at home. So you know, who knows? We've got one all draws against them in the last two games at home. So you never, you never know. Thank you, Albert. Thank you, Heskiff, as always, for joining. Thanks to everyone for listening. Look out for the match report this Sunday where Hambo will be taking you through whatever happens at the London Stadium. Look out for the Palace Focus on YouTube with DR and the boys. And until next time, up the Palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.